hope you guys are loving these. I'm having so much fun filming them. So if you love MFit Radio or you're liking these guests, please write a review. I think that's the thing to do with podcasts. It helps with everything. Share it. Show your friends. Talk about it. MFit Radio. I'm having the best time doing this. Today is my friend, Paul Bono. Um, I met Paul, Paul a while ago, but just such a fun dude. And I have so much fun talking to him. He is just full of fun, funness. <laughs> we couldn't decide, okay, Paul, are you be strong? Are you going to do be more? And I was like, you know what? Let's just figure it out at the end. And we decided, well, obviously be alpha is what Paul Bono is to a T great guy, motivated, really focusing on this podcast, no matter who you are, CrossFit Games athlete, or just getting into the gym. If you do not visualize success, if you don't talk to yourself, like basically positive self-talk and what we don't like to call self-help, but self, self, um, empowerment, when you, God, there's just so much to it and it's incredible. So this is all about, you know, that mindset, that shift, how to really dial in this mental state in order to be the best version of yourself possible, which you guys know I'm all about. And this is, you know, pretty key because some of you guys are in my 21 day challenge right now and you're cutting sugar and cutting sugar is no freaking joke. It's hard. I've done it. It's just, it's an addiction. And a lot of times we get in this negative cycle and you got to pull yourself out of it and just be positive and be nice to yourself. My mom always says, be gentle on yourself. I love you, mom. Um, so that's, I think this is a perfect timing for this. And I, I again, can't stress enough the importance of loving who you are when you're on your journey of self-growth, because we all want to be better. We all want to do more, but until you are content with who you are, um, nothing's going to change. So anyway, some upcoming events, I'm going to be at FitCon in Salt Lake city, the third week of April. I'm also going to go do the Jim Jones cert in Salt Lake city next weekend, which is so awesome. So I'm all about Salt Lake city and then I am going to Europe. So if I have any Copenhagen or Frankfurt people, let me know. Um, you can be sure to check out all my stuff, emilystrom.com, and please go check out my MPAC, www.thempac.com. It is the world's first and only patent pending, which is super scary and exciting, uh, backpack turned fitness bag. So use it like a weighted vest, use it like a backpack, but also take off the straps and use it just like you would a sandbag. You could use it like a barbell. It's incredible. So lots of reviews, pictures, lots of fun workouts that you can see at theimpact.com. So check it out. This is Paul Bono, B Alpha. You guys are going to love him. Enjoy. <laughs> MFit Radio. What's up, guys? I have one of my friends and coworkers. Can we consider ourselves coworkers? Yeah, we can consider ourselves coworkers. We filmed a video together. <laughs> we don't really have coworkers, so we can be coworkers. Guys, I'm not peeing. I'm pouring tea. This sounds really creepy. Um, this is Paul Bona. Say what's up. Hey, guys. How's it going? Paul, did you decide if you were going to be a Be Strong guest or a Be More guest? I, I don't know if we still know that. 
okay, well, maybe we decide at the end. Yeah. Because we, we could easily do both. I think it's just whatever way this ends up going. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the perfect timing because you just got back from a Tony Robbins. What did they call it? So it's, it's called Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within. Well, you, the unleash word—that's unleash fitness. I'm all about unleashing things. That's branding rights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unleash the power of it. And you got into this because of Matt Sharif. So I got into this a long time ago with all the Tony Robbins stuff. I I have a friend that we were actually working on a podcast together. We we're going to branch one. It was called Not All About Fitness. It failed miserably. We <laughs> it didn't work well. We didn't enjoy doing it. Um, but. He was like, I want you to watch this documentary. I'm not your guru. And it's on Netflix. It's by Tony Robbins. <laughs> and I think like everyone, I, he, this large man gets on the screen. And the first thing that I saw was, I was like, that's the guy from Shallow Hell. Shallow Hell? It's the it's a movie with Jack Black. And... Oh, shit. It, I'm like the worst. Okay. This. I'm sorry. So, I, oh, it's the one with the dating. Yeah. Where he falls in love with a girl. Yep. Okay. All this stuff. Okay. And... Um, all the terminology he's using, all these different lingos in the documentary are very similar to a weekend I had just done prior to that called the Mankind Project, where it's all about men that come together just to become better men. And it's a retreat weekend. And so I got into all these different, you know, self, I hate to say self-help, say but these, say yeah, these self-help, <laughs> these motivational speakers, these motivational weekends, and um, truly try to figure out, you know, what is it that you need to be successful, to have a good relationship, to have good finances, to have a great career, to work on your mission, all that stuff. So I started diving into that and then I called them and I was like, you guys got to have, you got to watch this documentary, Matt and Sheree. And they're like, well, that's crazy because one of our clients, the nutrition client, um, works for Tony Robbins. We just got two free tickets to a seminar. Oh, shut up. Yeah. So. I mean, um, these are expensive seminars. So a general admission ticket is $800. Okay. A floor ticket, I think, is close to 3000 Is this where you walk on the coals? Yeah, so I walked on fire. You did? I did. Did I it did. hurt? You, I didn't feel a thing. You know what it felt like? Is if you t- And these coals, like, they are bright orange. They're burning. <laughs> they're hot. <laughs> Can I say uh, curse words here? Yes. Yeah, so they're really fucking hot. <laughs> and um, all you felt was, like, if you put your hand over a flame, not mm-hmm. obviously on the flame... The heat that came off the flame, you, but you could hold your hand there for 30 minutes. It's just going to get hot. Yeah. And that's what it felt like on your feet. Huh. And it was wild. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, for you and these seminars you've been, so it wasn't your first one. It's no. not like your first experience with, what's the, I, what, let's think of another name for self-help. Um, because, um, I mean, it kind of is self-help. Self, self, self-growth. Growth. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm like this depressed person. Yeah. I just want more information. And I, I can get that information in a 50-hour seminar mm-hmm. rather than it taking me three weeks to read a book. For sure. So, like, it's almost a way of just, like, immersing yourself into all the knowledge that you're looking for, getting it really quick, and then you can take it out into the real world. Because you, I mean, just from what you're doing, you are evolving your business, yep. which means evolving yourself. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this is a Be More podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. I think we found it out. <laughs> um, and that you, I think it's awesome because I think that's something so key that self-growth is what causes business growth and yeah. it causes success. And so 
compared to other things you've done, was this a lot different? This Tony Robbins seminar? It was different. Okay. It was different. The other one, you know, uh, I don't want to give too much away because they keep the whole secret of it. But the Mankind Project, it's more like you're. it's a retreat. You're out in the woods. You're in a cabin. Okay. And there's a lot of learning. This is like... You're in a, a basketball stadium with 9,000 people singing and dancing, jumping up and down and just saying yes over and over again. I love it. It's like, awesome. if you ever seen the movie Yes, yes Man? Man. Yeah. Just, like, that's exactly, like, it's based off his seminar. Paul, Yes Man is one of my favorite yeah. movies. It's so, so good. And it's so based off of okay. Tony Robbins. Well, then seminar. that's perfect. Um, I think for you, tell me about your, let's just dig into your journey of self. Yeah. And how it took you a while to, like, gain confidence in self. Do you want to start, like, college to now? We could, I, we could do fast track. Okay. I think that will get the whole thing. Okay. And then if we if needed, I'll dig deeper. Cool. Okay. Um, so, pretty much, actually, we'll start real quick in high school. High school, I tore my labor in my shoulder. Shoulder hit. Yeah. Okay. Left shoulder. Which I then had to sit out football season. And that drove me to want to get ready for lacrosse season. So I tore my shoulder. I couldn't play. Drove me crazy. Cause really, I don't, I don't care about school. I have no purpose of how I'm going to help people. I know I want to help people, but at the time sports were really my only interest that and getting extremely drunk, but really that, you know, that was when I was 17. Um, so I tear my shoulder and I, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get really fit. I'm going to get a six pack and I'm going to be super hot and everyone's going to want to date me. Um, <laughs> But it led to, yes, I got in great shape, but it ended up leading to an eating disorder, mm-hmm. anorexia. Went through two years of therapy with it in college, um, anxiety stuff, all that same crap. It's all windled into each other. Yeah. So I see, I see a therapist in college. Right at the same time, I decided to start CrossFit. Got it. So they like really went hand in hand with each other. It helped me pretty much give up drinking at 21, all that negative stuff. And then, so I, I'm doing CrossFit. I'm seeing a therapist and like two months into doing CrossFit, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the CrossFit games. Like that's just the decision. I, could, I can't do anything that would ever make me think I can go to the CrossFit games. Working out looks awful. But I, at the time I just made the decision and um, I pretty much that same day, I, I told all my friends like, don't call me to go drinking. It's a no, don't ask me to do this. It's a no. You're all in. Yeah. Don't ask me to go get pizza and fries. It's a no. I was just in. CrossFit Milford? Uh, CrossFit Lionheart at Penn State. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I'm all in. I'm like, like yeah. I'm going to be the fittest in the world. Like God, <laughs> I have no clue what it takes, but the mentality was there. <laughs> um, so I'm working on that. I'm working on the disorder. Things are really going along great. I... Misqualifying for regionals, and which is probably normal because I was only doing it for four months, <laughs> which again led to this attitude of like, I can fucking do anything I want to do. Uh-huh. I just have to decide it. Do you know my journey with CrossFit? I don't think I've talked I about it so. much. I am still a little bit butthurt because like, it's the one thing that I, I'm, you know, you can get your mindset in the right place. Yep. And there's something about the unpredictability and the kind of somewhat of the unregulation of CrossFit. There's always been something that kept me from regionals. It's the one goal that I've had that I haven't gotten. Yeah. And it just, I got, 
Oh, it, it still pisses me off. I can act like it doesn't bother me, but it was like I got 64th or something yeah. really close when it was top 60 goes yeah. to the region. I was so close. I was like, I know I can make it next year. And then yeah. he changed Castro. Yeah. He changed it to the top 20. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. then I was like, there's no way I can go from, I just know, you know, like, yeah, I just have a life and a lot, you know, I couldn't. Yeah, it's I'm a, also it's six a, inches too tall. <laughs> I'm not, not no excuse. But for I am, I am not six inches too tall. If you are listening, I'm five foot three. Um, if you don't know me, I mean, not to say that's an excuse. And if I really, I know that, like, but for me to get top twenty for yeah. regionals is going to be no. I yeah. would have no life. Absolutely. I mean, and I didn't. Oh, man. Okay. Continue. So I, I missed it. Right. First yeah. year I tried, I missed it. The day that four months in. Yeah, four months in. You know what I did. I, I'm searching the journal, searching the journal. I need to get stronger. I need to get stronger. And then, who I'm now good friends with, videos of this Matt Chan guy comes <laughs> up on, on the CrossFit journal. And I'm like, he looks like he knows what he's doing. I'm going to send him an email. <laughs> and like at this time, like, I don't know if people know, but like he was probably like a famous CrossFitter and all that. And I was just like, fuck it. He knows what he's doing. He's gone to the games year after year. He's yeah. successful. He's jacked. I want to pick his brain and he's going to get me stronger. So, you know, I email him and he took a phone call. That's so cool. He took a phone call. How many, how many athletes, CrossFit athletes would do that? I mean, I had to pay him, but he still took it. <laughs> <laughs> but still, I don't but think still, one. Absolutely. That, this is the fault of most CrossFit gyms. They don't answer the damn phone. No, they have, it's just an answering machine. <laughs> I know. Guys, answer the phone. people are trying to give you money. <laughs> so bad okay but, sorry yeah so i call him he's like all right all right dude <laughs> um let's let's get on the phone so we're on the phone pretty much he runs me through all my benchmark workouts all my times all my weights then he asks me like the last three questions he's like how tall are you it's like five foot three <laughs> how much do you weigh 160 165 how old are you 20 he's like holy shit like that's a you're yeah. gonna yeah you checked all the boxes. Yeah, I checked all the boxes at that point because he thought I was like this 225-pound guy that like was bragging about a 445-pound back squat. He's yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, you're you're strong. You are really strong. And then he's like asking me like my 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 times. He's like, what's your 5K? I was like, I've been fucking running 5K forever. Why did I do that? <laughs> so he's like diving into all this stuff. I was like, oh, What is your 5K? My best, so when I was 135, my best was right around 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. Now it's right at, right before the games in 2015, I, I did a 2021. 20, okay. That's probably Which more accurate. Which is accurate, yeah, for sure. Well, for right now, that is not more accurate. I'm probably more <laughs> like 23 right now. It's fine. Um, but, so, he pretty much tells me, you have to run, fatty, if you want to get big, better. I was like, all right. And he's like, you qualify for someone that I would do personal programming for. It's this this amount of money, and I'm a college kid. I'm like, man, I'm like, can I have a can I have a two weeks to decide? Can yeah. you like leave this open for me for two weeks? I really need to think about it and um, see if I can come up with it. I called him like the next day. I was like, I'm in. Yeah. And I just rode that train for a full year. Right before the 2013 regional, I tore my shoulder. Yeah. I competed anyway. The same one. Yeah, the same one I competed. I tore in high school. Oh wow. I couldn't lift my arm barely four inches away from my body, and I s- still decided that it was a good idea to compete. Yeah. I was like, I pretty much said, I don't know. I worked my fucking ass off for two years. I gave up everything. 
Yeah. Friends, you no know, girlfriends, the whole the whole nine yards. No alcohol. No alcohol. I didn't have a, a sip of alcohol for I think a year and a half. The not long, even a shot. Not a even a, a sip of beer. If you're like, hey, Paul, try it. I was like, no, I'm not putting that in my body. It's poison. <laughs> the yeah. longest I've gone is 30 days. Yeah. I was just, I'm just over the top with that stuff. Yeah. I like, you tell me something, this is gonna get me somewhere. All right. When there's a goal, there's yeah. When there's when the, a goal, yeah. So I tear my shoulder, I compete anyway. The only way I'm getting my arm up overhead is using the, my other arm and the barbell to pretty much get it. And uh, I'm sitting in, in, in a pretty good place. I'm, this is I'm, at regionals. At regionals. I'm 12th. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to make top 10 by the end of the weekend. You know, I'm going to do it with a torn shoulder. And like, it was one event too many. Yeah. I literally took last place out of everyone on the last event. I couldn't lift my arm. What was the event? The rope climbs and cleans. Clean. I did. I couldn't get my shoulder through, so I dislocated my wrist in the middle of the workout. I'm climbing the rope with one arm. I'm a psychopath, and, yeah. and I pretty much I dropped all the way to the seventeenth. And at that moment, Matt was like, "Hey, I want you to take some time off. I don't know if I can work with you after your rehab because that's four months away." Yeah. That's it, you know. And I'm like, I was really butthurt at the time, but it, it, you know, everything happens and it brings you to the next place. Yeah. And I'm, I'm lost. I have no, it's like, all right, now what? What do I have to do? I know I'm going to go to the game still with, with a torn shoulder. Every doctor told me I'm not going to, so I'm going to. Like that's, <laughs> if anyone tells me I'm not, that means I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Who am I going to put, what mentor, what coach, what team, what people am I going to get around me to support me? Yeah. Because without a core group of people or a mentor or a team, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, that's my biggest thing, whether it's business, relationships, friends, family. If you don't have someone that's been there, someone that's in a higher power, someone that can guide you to bring you there. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Griff- Gryffindor. Griff just attacked me. Okay, I'm sorry. That was good. Yeah. If you don't have someone above you taking you to that next place, <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. And I'm not saying you need someone to program for you or do something for you. But you need to get on the phone and you need to have conversations because all that negative self-talk of when you didn't sleep well, you didn't eat perfect, mm-hmm. someone in your family died, something that's going to derail you, you need someone to get you back on track. So who is that for you? For me, it was Jason Milford of, uh, Jason Milford, <laughs> he's going to kill me if he ever listens to this, Jason Lydon of CrossFit Milford. Got it. Cool. I asked all my friends. I've heard great things about he's him. He's awesome. I he lived, We'll get into it. Guys, oh. sorry, it's coming. Um, <laughs> But I ended up calling him and I was like, hey, man, I know you program for a lot of my friends in the Northeast. Here's my deal. My shoulder's torn. I don't have a plan. My plan right now is to make my legs so fucking strong (laughs) that they can compensate for my upper body loss. Yeah. And he's like, all right, dude, like, let's do it. And right back on the path. Cool. Training Training like a madman, squatting three days a week, monitoring it. Rowing like it, like an animal, assault biking. I ended up crushing my, like, building this huge base, um, aerobic base. Which is the longest <laughs> to build. Yep. And I ended up, you know, getting my squat back to where it was before I started CrossFit with all the same CrossFit benchmarks. And I was PR my snatch, PR my clean and jerk. And I don't think it was the program. Sorry, Jason. I think it was the fact that I there was no stopping me. In my brain... Every single goal that I achieved, I, it had already happened. Uh-huh. I was visualizing nonstop. I, at the time, I was a civil engineer for the Army Corps of Engineers. And I would sit at the, 
I wasn't a very good one. Um, <laughs> I would sit at my desk for eight hours and I wouldn't do any work. Sorry, government. <laughs> but I would just visualize over and over and over and over me finishing these workouts, me finish, me snatching the weights I needed to snatch, me clean and jerking, me squatting. Nothing else mattered at the time. Like, Visualization has changed my life. Right? Literally. I just, you just see it over. And it's not and just over. with the moves, like right before a snatch, yep. you, you visualize it. But right before an interview, mm-hmm. I visualize myself walking out with a smile on my face. Yep. Right before an audition, I'm, I'm like, I'm shaking the hand and I got the deal. Yep. Like there's just so many times where I'm like, this, it, it changes your perception. It does. It, and you need to. Like if, if you're not... I'm sure we'll get into it. Doing some meditation, some type of breathing, some type of visualiz- uh, visualization, even journaling about what you want. Yeah. Guys, it's not going to happen. You have to see it. If you don't see it, it's not going to be there. Because when you see it, your subconscious, now it's in your subconscious mind. You have your conscious mind, your subconscious mind. And the underneath layer is going to consistently be processing that you're already there. And it's just going to make the, those hard decisions for you. And it's true that I think a lot of, People have to fake it before they actually believe it. So even if you're visualizing, you're like, this yeah. is never going to happen. But yeah. let's just say it does in Absolutely. my head. Fake it till you make it 100%. Absolutely. And it's it's funny. So then I get I get these ideas. I'm like, well, I know I can make regionals this year at 2014. Mm-hmm. I can do it. And I know I can because I'm the hardest worker out there. No one's going to beat me at work ethic. Yeah. But I don't think I'll be able to handle the volume of the weekend. So I can handle the five workouts. I can do all that. But the double days for three days of, uh, especially, you know, tapping into the CNS, being in that position, I'm going to do something and I don't want to tear it again because I have another year that I can do it. Yeah. So my idea was I'm going to build a team. (laughs) I'm going to build a team. I'm going to go to regionals with them and we're going to qualify. So I was at CrossFit Center City at the time. Mm -hmm. I graduated college. I was an engineer, all that good stuff. And I convinced everyone in the gym to, to train their asses off. They've never really trained for, for regionals. I got to meet one of your teammates. You did? Right. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that was Milford. Oh, this is different. 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 Okay. I'm all over the place. I know. And um, so I'm living in Philadelphia at the time. And I convinced these people that are really good athletes, but they've never really applied themselves for competition before. So we can do this, guys. Like, you know this and this, this and this. And we had a regional athlete. Her name was Emily Record at the gym. So I got her on board and then I convinced the girl from another gym. I was like, you know, like we're thinking you should just start training with us. <laughs> and then she ended up taking a job at Center City CrossFit. And then, and then she, and she, she was Dan Bove, Tim Heckman, Morgan Bosby. So this is the first team, but. Yep. This is the first time I went team for CrossFit. And, you know, I didn't. I was like, stay realistic. This isn't the year. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do this another year. You can do this another year. The only thing you need is to walk out of there after event seven and your shoulders need to be intact. Like, you, like that's it. That's that all you have ideal. to do. That's all I had to do in my head. Shoulder injuries are so common with CrossFit. And now is where we come to where we come. So, um, 2014's over. I did that whole thing and then Here's where things get a little weird. I'm working as a civil engineer in Philadelphia. I'm training with Jason Lydon. He's writing my programming. And now I'm going up there every more often. And he's talking to me more often about being on the team for Connecticut. Or across from Milford in Connecticut. Three-hour drive away. 
no, dude, like, no, I don't know yet. Like, there's this chick from home or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then things went awry with a couple people, and I just said, fuck it. Dude, I'm in. It's going to sound like I'm peeing, but I'm just pouring tea. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so what this meant was every single weekend, starting in January, I started it in November because I was that, you know, crazy about it. I had to be in Milford, Connecticut. So I had to drive up three hours and drive home in the same weekend. Okay. Every single one. Couldn't miss one. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. And um, I'm working full-time job as a civil engineer in Philadelphia. I don't like, thank thank you guys for letting me do this. Um, But I would leave work Thursday night. I would leave work at five o'clock Thursday night. I would go swim Thursday night. And I would get on the road at like eight o'clock at night and I would get there at 11. And then I would work, quote unquote, work remotely all day Friday. I didn't do anything. And I would just train all day, mm-hmm. train all day Saturday, train all day Sunday, drive home, be at work Monday. I did that for, I guess, 20 weeks, 24 yeah. weeks, maybe. And did it ever get, did you ever question it? Yeah, I did. Um, but there was just such this greater purpose. Like, I was like, I'm fucking going to the games. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing that's going to stop me. Like, I spent all my money. I had no savings. I spent all my money living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't have, like, people in Connecticut, they have lives. I didn't have a, a home there. Mm-hmm. I was either sleeping on a couch, an air mattress, a floor, a floor with a blanket. Um, I didn't have a home in Philadelphia anymore because there was no point of that. Were you able to recover with that much no. driving? No. So, I ended up going into... Super overtraining and I didn't care. I knew about it. I was mm-hmm. like, it, it doesn't matter. I've come this far. I ended up losing all my hair in the back of my head. I had alopecia areata, just patches missing. Yeah, an autoimmune condition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Drove myself crazy. And then from there. Um, Do you still struggle with any autoimmune disorders? No. It's, no. Okay. It, I've worked on all of that stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm sleeping on couches, a different house every every night. I'm living out of my car. I have no money. I'm losing my hair. I have no sponsors. I'm not making any money. Yeah. I have no girlfriend. Like, it's just no money for food. Teammates are buying my meals. Yeah. Because I'm spending all money in gas and trying to throw money for housing whenever I can. I had to give up my apartment in Philly. I'm living with my parents sometimes in New Jersey. And I was I was glorified living out of my car. All my gym stuff, I had a full suitcase at all times in my car ready for me to grab clothes so I could train. Having time in my life. I was not like, That's like awesome. all this is happening and I'm still smiling every single day. Well, like, you have this one priority. I, I mean, I'm always referencing this book because I'm so <sighs> in need of it, mm-hmm. but it's called one, the one priority or the yep. one thing. And like, you're really, that. yeah, it's really good. You really, when you, you know, for me, it's something I struggle with because I have, you know, I have a thousand things yeah. that I love and want to do. And so it's like, where is your focus? Because multitasking is bullshit. Yeah. And how can you put all your energy into one thing in order to see success? So like for you, it was like, no matter if that one thing is the thing you really want. Yeah. And if the, the motives are justified yeah. or they're not for somebody else. Cause so many times people peek, pick things yeah, and it's because they're for another, an ulterior motive or yeah. it's for somebody else or whatever it is. But for you, that was your thing. Yeah. And you're really good at that one it. thing. It was, you could ask my mom, my dad, whoever, it's like nothing mm-hmm. was going to sidetrack me. And, um, as some know, most don't pretty much that road. We, we went to regionals. We qualified for the CrossFit games we did the goal. 
Um, and then we went to the games and I just trained my ass off and we took second in the world. So same year going from not being able to lift my arm over my, a year and a half later, not being able to lift my arm over my head to being second in the world was an amazing feeling and, um, taught me a lot of lessons. That's awesome. So taking that and then I, and I ended that. And you guys didn't expect to get second in the world. No, I went in just being, I was a pig and shit being there. Mm -hmm. So like top 20, I was happy. Top 30, I was happy. Do you think that helped? That mentality of like, I'm here. On the first day. Okay. So the first day we went in, I'm high-fiving everyone, having a great time. First day was swim event and the run. Swim event, we tanked, 26th. And I got pissed. I went in so happy, just wanted to be there. Athlete kicked right in. I was so mad. Everyone was mad. But we were trying to be like, we're grateful for the opportunity. Isn't that tough? It's tough. It's really tough. And then we, then the, the six one mile relay came in. On a scale from one to competitive, like, are you the most competitive person you know? I don't compete anymore because if I, you get me in that mindset. Yes, I, Matt <laughs> is probably more competitive than me, but I will die to win. Yeah. When I'm, I'm set on it, I will, will literally, as I saw that year, I will die to win. I'm like c- getting competitive right now. Yeah, I'm getting Because I'm like, up. I want to prove that I'm more competitive I've than had to, I've, had to, I've had to stop. <laughs> Um, the thing is though, but reaching this goal has made me less competitive. It's made me calm the fuck down. That's good. Um, and I think maybe not, I think there was a point in my life with CrossFit for me, I was still pissed that I I was so competitive and I didn't make regionals. I missed the cutoff. I knew that I couldn't make it my one priority. So it almost made things worse. I had this thing to prove. And this year has been really good about letting that go a little bit, but of course it's a journey. So it's a long journey guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Long. And, uh, so, you know, it took second in the world where the swim event tanked the run. We did well. And then at that point, we're surrounded by teams like Mayhem with Rich Froning and NorCal with uh, Jason Kalipa and then Tommy Hackenbrook uh, of you. you yeah. And they're all, in the, we're all in like, it's 8, 9, 10, 11. Us four. I look at everyone and I was like, who the fuck are they? Like, <laughs> I, at this point I go in, like just want to be top top 20. And now I'm thinking I could be the best in the world. We can, we can podium in a second mm-hmm. and you can trigger it. Isn't it crazy? It's crazy. There's no, when you're competitive, this is something I really focus on with my clients. Like you always assume you'll be happy at a certain level. Yep. You go in, you're like, I want to lose five pounds or I want, this is my squat number, or I want to be able to get to this, 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 but then you get there and then you want more. Yep. You're never going to be satisfied. You're never. No. So the only thing to do is to become satisfied as it is. It's funny. I actually, I've, I've known the quote my whole, like, forever, but I read it today on Instagram. I have a terrible Instagram addiction. Um, <laughs> you say that so seriously. I do. It's, it, it's a time waster. There's, ah. We are looking into other people's lives, looking to feel like we are enough to compare ourselves and all this crap. There's just, you know, you can find out how much time you actually spend. I don't want to. It's good to know. Yeah. It's a, but I think ne- Instagram is one of the most negative things that's happening in our society today. Yeah. Constant comparison. Mm-hmm. Comparison. It's a constant, and I do it myself. Like I'm not preaching as like on this higher power. Like don't go on Instagram. No, it's because it's a journey you're yeah. on yourself. We're all looking to be significant. We're all looking to prove something. Mm-hmm. We're all looking to sell something. We all. The fact, like every time that we get an extra like on a picture, we're validating. We're validating yeah. ourselves. It's and it's not a way to live. We're living in this 
quadrant of certainty and significance. And we need to be living more in the quadrant of growth and contribution where, you know, maybe we're looking to build ourselves up Mm -hmm. on these social media platforms, but it's so we can give back, not so we can take in. Yeah. And I don't see that all the time. Mm -mm. And I think if we all shifted to a position where we're looking to grow and contribute rather than take for ourselves, we wouldn't have half the issues that we have today in relationships with political stuff and the world and all that. I was thinking, I actually said this away because we can't, you know, there's certain things in our life. For me, my business, your business Mm -hmm. ran on social media. So this balance of how do we not go to it for validation or not let it affect our mental sense of, or even our just sense of self, Mm -hmm. but also utilize it in a powerful way. And one of the things that makes me feel the best about all of it, and this is something I think everyone, everyone should do is that we tend to just like scroll, 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 mindless, mindless, mindless. Like if we can, if you just take a second and maybe one or two times a day, if you are on it, comment on a post in a constructive way in a, like, I see this picture, I see your hustle, that your shoes look dope. Like maybe just contributing and in a way that is just different than just scrolling and being mindless. That was one trick that I thought maybe would be helpful. I totally agree. And I don't want people to take that as I'm going to look at these pictures and I'm going to tear people down. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like don't do guys, don't do that is the worst thing. Oh no, 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 no. Like all, all in a positive sense. Because we don't, we follow these people. You obviously have something you like about this yeah. person, but how many times do we just not even, I mean, you for, you tr- they turn into pictures and yeah. not people. And so when you humanize it, I think that's like something that's been helpful for me. Like, I'm, I want to tell this person that I see them yeah. because when somebody says like, girl, I see you and it's a legit compliment, it's not something like cool. Yeah. Sh- yeah I don't know. It's, it makes it a little bit more of a interaction. The only reason why anyone's going to follow someone is a, they think they're like them and B, they want to be like them. The problem with wanting to be like someone or they're attractive or well, that want to be like them. They want to be attractive. Okay. Right. Yeah. And even opposite sex stuff or yeah. same sex stuff. Well, like you, you don't have to look at it like boy, girl, yeah, true. it's like, Oh, they're hot. I want to be hot. I'm going to follow them. Um, and then if we take it to the point where it's, why do people tear other people down and build people up? It's because all the negative stuff comes from a place of, look at this person's really tall building. I have so much self-doubt. I'll never be able to build a building that tall, but I can tear theirs fucking down. Yeah. And that's why, because they want to be eye to eye with the people they idolize and see and like and want to be like them. And the only way they see themselves doing that is by shrinking your building. Oh, for sure. Because they, yeah. they, they don't know how to build themselves up. What, um, ask Gary, do you ever follow him? Is that, that's Gary Vaynerchuk? Yeah. I don't know how to say it, but. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really follow him. I know he, he said, has a lot of positive stuff though. He does. And I think I only saw one thing pop up on my Facebook and I was really grateful for it because I think everyone needs it. You can't, it, I wish, I'm not, I'm going to totally butcher it, but like basically there's always going to be something people can yeah. critique. So you have to own your weaknesses. Yeah. Like you have to know that this is just something like as you grow, the more you embrace your insecurities and see them, eventually you'll see them as strengths. Yeah. But the more you just own like, this is it. This is who I am. Yeah. Pick me apart. That's going to be the only thing that can kind of keep you. What was the quote? I totally, we totally got distracted. Your quote okay. that you were going to tell me. You said. Oh, I think it's, oh, we were talking about, what was it? What were we talking about? We were talking about, um, 
Social media. Social media. The one that I read, and I don't know why it applies anymore, but it was it was the Deepak Chopra one where it's be happy for no reason because if you're happy for a reason, are you going to be happy when that's taken? That reason can be yeah. taken from you. And I don't know how it applies anymore to what we were talking about. No, that's great. But it's it's true. It's you know, if we're only happy, maybe because like. Oh. We ch- oh, because we always wanted something bigger. <laughs> yeah. We always wanted something bigger. That's what the, it was. We have to be happy yeah. with as is. You have to be happy as you are because, you know, someone could steal, someone could rob, and these are terrible things. But guess what? You don't have that thing anymore. Yeah. So now you feel empty because you were you were happy because you had things. You weren't happy because who you were. Mm-hmm. And if we're even looking at anything, the only thing that you truly have is who you are because the rest of it's be taken girlfriends boyfriends mm-hmm. all of it so i'm not saying like go to this place of like insecurity oh my gosh everything can be taken and you're grasping for everything to be certain about it it's just realize that there's more to life and you can give back and contribute and if you're just happy with who you are things are going to traditionally go a little bit better for you are you happy with who you are it would be a lie if i said yes i'm happy with where things are going Okay. And it's a constant, that's why I'm doing these seminars where we started and I'm doing, I'm reading all these books and I'm, I'm diving into it because, you know, like I said in the beginning, I had the eating disorder, anxiety, depression, that stuff doesn't just go away. Mm-hmm. Like even when you don't feel the effects of food, you still feel certain parts of it. Like, am I not, am I enough? Who's going to love me? Am I enough to be loved? All these things, everyone's feeling it. When you're feeling these negative thoughts, it's not your thoughts. That's what, everyone's like. Oh, I'm thinking this. No, you're thinking a thought. Everyone thinks that same thought, but it's just passing by you right now. Yeah. So stop holding on to it. Let that fucking thought go and grab the good one. Yeah. Um, you have to, I always say you have to fight those demons. Yeah. I hate using a biblical reference, yeah. but it's so true. Like there's awful things that people think. And if they think, oh my God, I'm thinking all these awful things, then it's worse. Yeah. It's like everyone thinks, them, let it go. Like yeah. it's, we all have that place yep. and it's what we do with it that matters. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, all these thoughts, the second it's negative, you gotta, you gotta flip the switch. You gotta go somewhere else. And mm-hmm. what do all, you, how do you do that for yourself? Honestly, the, we learned at the Tony Robbins seminar, some of this lingo that I'm using, I've known or I'm grabbing from him. Um, it was great, but it's just, you know, it's just building a place of, of strength within yourself. And like, yeah. he actually has people, learn their power move. So like, guys, before this podcast, before I go and I talk to a client on the phone, I literally have now been doing this power move and it it provides with me with a place of, not comfort, but uh, confidence. What's your power move? It's literally, I just drive my elbows back behind my body and I go, hmm. And I do it, I do it twice in a row. So it's, you guys can't see it, but it's, hmm, hmm, yes. And I do that. And then like, literally right now, I just got this bolt of energy where it's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. And everyone's is different? Everyone's is different. It's what's for you. It's, you know. Did you just spend time figuring it out? At the weekend, we went through. Like, what is my power move? You got to figure it oh, out. Fuck. You got to do it the weekend. I, I want to just, that looks so, I want to do what you did, but I want it a little different. Yeah, yeah. You look like fucking well, Bruce you, Lee just what now. What do you want it to be? I don't know. I want to look as badass as that just look because it's like you about like broke my chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little intense, guys. No but, shit. Uh, um, oh, man. Yeah, I like, can't wait to tell you. But. Guys, everyone, all these positive people, all these. You know what I keep thinking of? Yeah, exactly. But like, same thing. All they did was it changed the peak state, got you yeah. to a place of like confidence, power, comfort, 
and you're ready to go attack anything you need to attack. Because mm-hmm. I think the thing is that people start thinking – the people that haven't found their success yet look at successful people. Yep. And they say, oh, they're naturally talented. They're naturally skilled. They're naturally things. They don't think the thoughts I have. They're not negative. They don't have self-doubt. They don't – they're not insecure. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. I have met now some of the most successful people in their own industry and the only thing that comes in common is that they all have negative thoughts. What's not in common is they know how to get out of their head. Mm. That's it. It's not skill. It's not talent. It's not how much money they had or how much time they have. Because guess what, guys? If you're trying to build a business, you're trying to have a good relationship, no one has any of that. Mm-hmm. Even the people with the most money, guess what? They don't have time. And if they can pay people, it's everyone's at the same slate. Everyone starts at zero. Um, it's literally how do you get out of your head? How do you stay out of out of it for a period of time mm-hmm. and how do you just fight it off i think my mom talks about this i just i love what you just said by the way but like ebbs and flows of things like you that maybe there's no such thing as balance yeah they're never i think we always think we're aiming for this like day where we wake up and get it all in yeah. we got our exercise in we got our we crushed our emails and then we made up made food for family for me my cat and the boyfriend <laughs> and it's like that doesn't exist because there's always going to be days where money is good and time is lacking there's gonna be days where time is extra and money is lacking and there's just you constantly are going through that and yeah. it's when you learn that that's normal that's what i'm learning right now like i accept the f- i have an assault bike in my yeah. living room I accept there's there's going to be days I don't have time for the gym and the assault bike is my gym yeah. and I cannot feel bad about it because I crush my emails yeah. and like learning that. And so, and then that goes back into that positive mindset, like the negative thoughts of like, I suck. I haven't gone to the gym. I can't, I haven't worked out. I'm mm-hmm. a fitness person and I haven't even yeah. gone, gotten to put my hands on weights and like, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's all kind of awesome because I have three impacts on my yeah. patio so I can, yeah. but at the same time, like when you think of when I was training for CrossFit, the CrossFit open with seven two zero, they constantly say like, I mean, there was just yeah. all this pressure. Absolutely. I think that day doesn't exist for anyone and mm-hmm. a great visualization drill that I learned. So now we're going back to college, even a trainer named Nate Green. I used to read all of his books. He goes, what does your perfect day look like? Mm-hmm. Cool. What like, what does it look like? And write it down. Yeah. And I remember, I still remember writing it, writing it down when I was 20 years old. I wrote about how at my perfect day and my perfect life was that I, I lived on the beach. I had a view of the beach. It wasn't this beautiful house, but the fact that I had a house on the beach, I remember I woke up, I did a little work and this is before all the remote work kind of got out. I did a little work. I went to the gym. I got to sit on the beach. I did a little work and then I got to have a glass of wine and eat a dinner with the girl I was dating and I wasn't dating that girl, uh, a girl at the time. I just meant like my future so, wife, significant other. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Gabby, <laughs> yeah. Gabby, uh, Gabby Galoo, the coolest girl ever. You guys should all be jealous because we she date. is such a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. She is literally the best thing that's probably ever happened to me. And probably the thing that's calmed me down the most hmm. and helped me find the balance of like how to look at things, how to rationalize, how to, not put my head through a wall twenty four seven. So you're you're a fire sign, right? Do you I have know? no clue. Oh, I don't yeah. know what I don't. Whatever you're What's saying, your... I don't know. <laughs> I've walked on fire. Oh, you did. You totally did. I'm so jealous. I mean, why did they get hurt? Did they just sit out it's, too long? So, who? Like the people that got sent to the hospital with the Tony Robbins thing. 
Yeah, so and it was like small little burns. Okay. They're sissies. Um, <laughs> I didn't get any burns. I had no blisters. Here's the thing. And he preaches it. He doesn't, that makes him sound like a, he's religious. He talks about it. But it's all about being in that peak state. So before I, now we've talked about the move. You did the <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if, like, you did know, is this, co- is this copyright for like giving away his secret? Oh yeah. No, Sorry, no. Tony, but you make a lot more money than I do. So <laughs> if you need to sue me, I can't give you anything anyway. Um, but so all it is, is you walk up to it with absolute certainty. You walk up to it with confidence. Oh. And here's what's going to happen is you're going to see the coals and all that certainty and all that confidence <laughs> is right out the door. So that's when you make the move, right? So mine is I drive my elbows back. I pretty much flex my biceps. Um, they're they're yeah. jacked. Drive my elbows back twice. So it's <sighs> yes. And I do that. And then you look straight up and you get into this, what he calls a peak state where you're just ready for fucking anything. Can and you give me some examples of other people's moves? Like people are, hold on. My pants are so tight. <laughs> and then like people are like, yes. Like throwing their arms up or. Or, like, a punch. Yeah. But, like, anything that's, like, going to change the state from, like, shoulders forward, lounge, to where, you know, the chest comes out, sh- yeah. shoulders back, and a place of confidence. Well, it's the whole, like, the whole TED talk about your superhero hands over head move gives you more confidence yep. and actually helps your cortisol levels. Exactly. It's so cool. It's great. Oh, I love it. And, uh, so you walk the coals. So, yeah. You do that. You get me so pumped. Do the move. Do the move. Yes. You look up. To the sky, because obviously you're going to fuck yourself over if you look at the hot coals. Yeah. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Don't look at the scary thing. That goes for everything in life. Just do Just it. Just do it. Just do it. And then you say a mantra. What's your mantra? It's, he gave everyone the same one because um, he wanted it to have something with cool. the idea of cool. Do you have a mantra that's outside of Tony Robbins? I know Matt talked about this a little bit. He, but- ha- he has one. Uh, I mean... It kind of depends on where I'm at. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, like if I'm training, it's good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm fucking in so much pain and I'm just, I'm good. I'm good. I'm and good. I'm not good, guys. Like, I don't want you to think like, this is like, oh, he says he's good. So he's crushing it. No, I'm like Duh. slobbering on myself, uh, wailing, sweats going everywhere. But the fact that I'm saying, sorry, I'm burping, uh, saying I'm good helps me stay within my own head uh-huh. and be confident and finish out the workout or whatever. Um, it was kind of interesting. Like I, um, with Matt Chan, the train for the win, yep. when we did that weekend thing, he was like, what's your mantra? What's your mantra? And I've always, I even have it on the shirt and I'm kind of annoyed about yeah. it because I can't use the word superhero anymore. Copyright. Yeah. Marvel. Mm-hmm. More info on this later, but strong, capable, badass superhero. Yeah. It's like, so my thing, I will never let that go. I think what I'm getting into now more than mantra is I don't use certain words. Hmm. fail or don'ts or no fails great you guys need to fail trust me no but like that word do you use that yeah because i i have now assimilated failure to a good thing yeah it's taken me fucking eight years but whenever i fail i'm like great i'm gonna learn something from this i'm gonna move forward that's good one thing that the word now that i'm trying to get out of my vocabulary is tired i'm tired so gabby if i come home to you know the beautiful wonderful gabby galoo and she's like, how are you feeling? And traditionally, I would say, oh, I'm smoked. I'm tired. I say I'm processing. Ooh, I, uh, so good. And I haven't failed it yet. And there's just certain words like I've become more concerned with the words I'm choosing because the words I'm choosing are, again, it's the same thing as visualization. 
If you say it, you're going to think it. It's going to go to the subconscious mind. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm never going to lose this weight. Yeah. Well, I agree. You're not because you just said you're not going to. Visualization. Yep. Boom. And like, that's the biggest thing when I start working with clients is I always was like, I'm going to give them the perfect diet. I'm going to make sure that they can eat whatever food they want. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't controlling the nevers, the shoulds, and their like language. The what ifs. The what ifs. Yeah. Like, the other thing, uh, we can rant onto that, but a lot of people don't lose weight for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's not a good one. It's for protection. They use it because they're protecting something. You know, maybe they they have something that happened in their childhood or their youth or... They don't feel like they're, it could even be as simple as they're, they feel like their parents never loved them. So they're not worthy of love. So they make themselves balloon up so that no one can ever love them. It's uh, a barrier. It's so true. Like I have an amazing therapist. I haven't seen her in a while. I need to Lily Lee. Mm-hmm. She's like half, she's like probably four, 10. Yeah. I don't know how old the cutest woman in the world. And she told me she does this like muscle testing and she's like you you have a fear of failure i'm like yeah no shit everyone has a fear of failure she was like you have a fear of success and it was last year and i was like what no i want to be and it was so dead on that it can i can i try to dive at why yeah so with the fear of success what's going to happen after like a lot of people it's i'm scared if i succeed what's going to happen after I'm scared I'm going to succeed for the way it's going to make other people feel. Mm. I have, you know, those are the two that I'm learning is like, if we become something, that means someone else has to get shrunken. Yeah. So that's one. That's and then, really cool. She figured out it was actually um, a lot around vulnerability. Really? So with vulnerability, like this, I've, like some people know this about me, but I'm so sensitive. Yeah. I'm like hypersensitive, hyper aware. I can sense people's energy when they walk into a room. I can tell where they are in life. Like yep. I'm, it's almost like the sixth sense. Um, That's probably a good one to have. It's annoying. It's <laughs> really annoying, but it's really good. Yeah. It's uh, good and bad. It's good and bad. And I feel like, you know, as someone, I've always been like, I have to be open to put myself out there. And it's not easy. Like doing real world yeah. filming, showing my life. Like that was so hard. And I think that was a big piece of it. Yeah. Like I have to be vulnerable in order to have success and I have to be okay with it. And, and you do. Not everyone's going to like me yeah. and I have to be okay with and it. And that's hard because mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm just starting to really kind of get that. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not where I want to be success wise for business. Mm-hmm. Um, yet. Yes. See? <laughs> but um, I really wanted, when I started, when I really got into this, for my whole life, it was so important that everyone liked me and that I was like the bright star in the room and it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because if you become something that's successful or whatever, someone else is going to get jealous and they're by nature just not going to like you. Mm-hmm. And it's, for me, that's very hard, but I'm, I'm getting used to it. What's your spirit animal? Spirit animal, I had to do one, that once and I actually fell asleep during the drill because I was exhausted. <laughs> hey, Griff. Uh, I actually fell asleep during the meditation that I got to find it. So when I woke up, I looked at everyone else's cards and I saw like lion and bear and I picked the tiger. But I don't think I'm a tiger. How did they pick it? Was this the... the like, they, like, it was a, a guided uh, visualization drill. I think that... Yeah, God. Man, I wonder what you are. You don't have you like related to an animal? I think if I had to pick one, it would be a lion. Yeah. Because I have that, uh, I have the ability that like whoever I'm around, I want to lead them to success. Yeah. But I'll also rip your head off. 
Yeah, you will. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> totally. Like, you definitely want to be on Team Paul. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's your horoscope? I think I'm a Libra. I don't okay. read them. Okay. I should. But you're October. Birthday. I'm Octo- October 2nd. Yeah, you're, you're a Libra, yeah. for sure. Guys, I'm born on the same day as Gandhi, so it, I'm pretty sure that's a sign. <laughs> a sign of what? I don't know. I just, I've told myself that since I was 14. <laughs> just I like found it out in school. like, it's Gandhi's birthday. I was like, I'm him. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm him. I'm not. He's a much better person than I am. But you're working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working One on Tony Robbins but, seminar at a time. Yeah. Um, how are we doing on time? Are we doing good on time? I think I have four minutes before my phone call. Okay. Well, I just want to say this is so, I could talk to you forever. Yeah. You know what I decided? This is no, not a be more. This what? is not a be, be strong. strong. It's a be alpha. You're a be alpha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. For sure. Because I love it. It's like all about this, like, even if you have to fake it, the mindset at certain yeah. times, you can get in it and you can be successful with it. Every oh. time. I love it. And that's all. To. This is the epitome of B Alpha. Yeah. Paul, <laughs> where can they find you? Uh, let's start with, I guess, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> the love of your life. Yeah. <laughs> God, that, guys, <laughs> I hate this thing. I am addicted to it and I use it every day for multiple hours and it takes my attention away from the people I love and care about. And you do the same exact thing. But you can find me there <laughs> at Paul Bono. I'm sure you can find my spelling will be somewhere. Yep. And then B-U-O. I think, yep. B-U-O-N-O. Twitter is at Paul25Bono. Facebook, my name is Paul Bono. My website's paulbono.com. And here's the most the most ridiculous one. I, and I'll explain it really quick after. I will. Paul at paulbono.com is my email. <laughs> the reason why is because I bought the domain paulbono.com. And I didn't know that became your G, like that became your email, the backside of your email. So I'm Paul at paulbono.com. Or if you are looking to get in touch with me for nutrition, I'm Paul at hatchnutrition.com. Perfect. And that's your new thing, Hatch Nutrition. Yep, Hatch Nutrition. Uh, me. Personalized meal plans. Yeah, personalized meal plans, some life hacking. Um, with Cherie, so Matt, we talked a lot about Matt Chan, but Cherie is his counterpart. His, uh, his definitely better half. <laughs> and I love her. And both of them are going to come on the podcast. Yep. I'm really, should I have they're them awesome. together or separate? I you will get both. a completely different podcast if they're together and separate. Maybe one of each. I would say maybe like Matt, then Cherie, and then another day, Matt and Cherie. Because you're going to get Matt here. This is how it go. Matt's going to be like the <laughs> alpha. Cherie's going to be the alpha. And then here's the kicker. They're going to get together and it's going to be like, be, be loving. More. Be more. Yeah, be more. <laughs> it's perfect. It's like these two alpha people and they're just so in love. It's great. I love it. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Um, guys, I'll see you guys next week.